bank reconciliations might seem mundane, but they hold the key to safeguarding against fraud and unauthorized transactions, not only for businesses, but also individuals. These practices are vital for maintaining financial security. We're going to review several best practices related to the handling of bank records. Today, we are delving into the world of bank reconciliations, revealing best practices that can make or break your financial well-being. Uncovering the strategies that the majority overlook, which could leave you vulnerable to security from straight auditors. Make sure you stick around until the end when we discuss one best practice ignored by over two-thirds of the accounting and finance community, an ignored best practice that is bound to cause you trouble with state audit. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, the place where you go for the latest business intelligence if you work and manage or have responsibility for the accounts payable and or payment function. Let's make sure we're all on the same page. Let's start by taking a look at exactly what a bank statement is. You get them through your personal accounts and hopefully you review them and make sure everything is as it should be. If you don't, well, after this, you'll have the tools you need to reconcile your bank statement. So a bank statement is the compilation of all the receipts and withdrawals that a business or an individual thinks it has made over a period of time. The receipts or money coming into the account are generally deposits and can be made with cash, which is unlikely, especially if you're a business, checks, wire transfers, and ACHs. Also, occasionally if you're an individual and instant payment. If you are an individual, you may have money coming through Zelle or one of those services. This is compared with your records. If you're an individual, you might be keeping track of this in a little pad the bank gives you or in an Excel spreadsheet. In the business world, this might be referred to as the cash book. This is what the businesses believe it has in the bank. It is the organization's records of all funds flowing in and out of an account. Ideally, both the closing balance on the company records and the amount on the bank statement would be the same. In the case of the individual, the bank statement would match, should match their individual records. But if that were always the case, you wouldn't be watching this video. Checks that haven't cleared, deposits occasionally are credited to the wrong account, customers don't notify the company of electronic payments, bank fees have been charged, and a myriad of other things can cause the balances not to balance, okay? Also, sometimes an entry might be entered on the wrong account. A deposit for subsidiary A will be entered on the books of subsidiary B, hence the need for a bank reconciliation. It goes just without saying that each account should be reconciled separately. So let's take a look at our best practice. Best practice number one, bank reconciliations should be done on a very timely basis. As an individual, you should reconcile as soon as you receive the statement. If you are not already reconciling every time you check your balance online, this is a hint for what businesses should be doing as the timing of their bank records is critical. They should be doing this on a daily basis with an eye towards identifying unauthorized transactions and having them reversed ASAP. Hopefully by this point you agree that a timely bank reconciliation is an important component of running a best practice operation and is equally important for individuals. Best practice number two, appropriate separation of duties. In order to have appropriate separation of duties, the person who reconciles the bank accounts should not be someone who has anything to do with making payments or receiving funds. For this reason, depending on the size of the organization, the bank rec function is sometimes handled not in accounts payable, but elsewhere in an accounting function. For the same reason, it is usually not handled in treasury. Best practice number three, identify all differences and investigate immediately. If you suspect an unsanctioned transaction, 
notify the bank immediately. Remember, you have a limited amount of time to have unauthorized transactions reversed. While many don't think of it this way, bank records are critical to having accurate financial statements. For example, if you coded a bank deposit or incoming or outgoing wire transfer to the wrong company, the financial statements will be wrong if this is not correct. This will happen very easily where several subsidiaries do business with the same company. Timely research will also help you identify and correct ongoing errors. Just fixing the mistake isn't good enough. It's a good first step. But without the research, you won't be able to determine if there's an ongoing problem that needs to be addressed. Best practice number four, with regards to uncashed checks, start following up with the recipient at 60 days. Find out if they received the check and when it will be deposited. At 180 days, it becomes stale dated, although many chip banks will refuse to cash checks after 90 days. Remember, uncashed checks are considered unclaimed property and have to be reported and remitted to the states. Don't think, oh goody, they didn't cash our check, more money for us, and then write it off to miscellaneous income. That will get you in hot water with the state auditors when they find it. Better to find the rightful owner and give the money to them than have to go through the arduous task of researching, doing the due diligence, and then reporting and remitting the uncashed checks as the states require. While this may seem to a lot like a lot of work, it's much easier to find someone and the reason the check wasn't cashed at 60 days than it is two or three years later when you're doing the research for escheat purposes. The issue of uncashed checks highlights one of the many problems with paper check. Regular viewers of this channel will know that I am not a fan of paper checks as I, along with many other experts, believe that paper checks are not only prone to errors, but they are much more expensive than many people realize. In fact, we did a whole video on that topic, which we suggest you watch right now using the link that has appeared on your screen and is in the description below. As always, we appreciate both your thumbs up and your subscribes as YouTubes and other channels take this as a sign they should share our content with other professionals just like you.